Hello, hello, friends, and welcome to another action-packed episode of the Nintendo's Podcast, the podcast where we talk about Nintendo games, both new and old. My name is Connor, and today I am joined by my ever-lovely co-host, Brayden. What's up? Hey, not much. A lot. Which one is it? <laughs> well, time has passed, as always, since we've been here. Yeah, we took our winter break after <laughs> our big summer break. We've been playing a lot of stuff in our spare time recently, but there has been something that's dropped pretty recently, you know. Unexpectedly. It, unexpectedly, maybe. Um, it's, it's gotten a lot of... People have been looking forward to it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got some real diehard fans... Um, especially of the of the franchise as a whole, but people have been looking forward to this particular iteration <laughs> in the franchise for a long time. Not without its share of controversy, but Brayden, what did you think of uh, Harry Potter Hogwarts Legacy? I have not touched it yet. <laughs> I'm... I am, of course, joking. We're talking Metroid Prime Remastered this episode. Yeah, that was a great lead-up that he did not warn me about ahead of time. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I... I hear decent things about Hogwarts, though. Yeah, I'm sure. Whatever. It's cool. I don't know. Maybe not. I'm not touching it. Yeah. That's... I didn't... Yeah. I was going to say I have not touched it with a 10-foot pole, and that's... And just encourage you not to either. For so many reasons. Uh, but Metroid Prime Remastered, you're right. Very unexpected. We got it announced and dropped within the same day, just like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Part of the reason we're here out of nowhere is because we were so inspired by the drop. Um, it interrupted whatever we were playing at the moment. We both swore we were going to wait for the physical release, which as of recording is tomorrow. Um, but we both downloaded it immediately. And so... Couldn't couldn't stay away. Yeah. It, it was mostly everybody... When I, I was watching the Nintendo Direct where they announced it live, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, that's cool. But I'm really glad they're dropping a physical edition. I'll just wait for it. Like, no problem. But I just was watching everybody else, like, online post about it and have fun with it and posting everything that's new about this remaster. And I was like, oh, man, it sure does look cool. And look good. And Uh, look good, yes. I don't know where you want to start with it, but, I mean, I feel like one of the easiest lead-in points is the fact that it's remastered. Right, yeah. I think we we can tackle this from two... From two different points, which is Metroid Prime as a game, you mm-hmm. know, and sure. this version as a remaster. I guess it's it's been re-released before on the Metroid Prime trilogy for Wii, mm-hmm. but it didn't get quite the the labor of love and the fresh coat of paint that this did. Uh, a good re-release that was the trilogy re-release, but this this is definitely something else. Like they they had to remake a lot of assets for this. Yeah. To, to rewind and kind of get to your point, we did play the original game back on the GameCube. Mm-hmm. Um, we've... We, yeah, we, we certainly have history with, I mean, obviously Metroid and Metroid Prime in particular as well. Mm-hmm. I remember you renting it way back in the day, playing the demo in like Target. Yep. Uh, yeah. I, I get very, because you could play like the whole first sequence essentially at mm-hmm. Target. Yeah. And yeah, we, we rented it and probably sucked really bad at it as, you know six and eight year olds or whatever possibly yeah so we we have some history and we did not play the trilogy correct me if i'm wrong what trilogy the trilogy uh re-release right yes we've played the trilogy of prime games (laughs) yes 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 uh, of metroid prime one through three uh but there was a a packaged trilogy release for the wii that we unfortunately don't own 
Right. And haven't played. But they did consider that remastered at the time as well, right? Remastered wasn't quite in, like, the zeitgeist vocabulary at that point. Yeah. Um, in, like, 2009 or whenever that was. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's safe to call it a remaster in this day and age. It, it was virtually the same game, some, like... I think they had to up the resolution for the Wii a little bit. Yeah. Um, to, like, what, 480p? <laughs> um, and, and yeah, they, they employed the motion controls, the, the pointer aiming right. for, for okay, all that's right. Prime games instead of just three. I, and, I mean, that's a pretty significant change. Totally. That's, that's, that's oh, cool. cha- I mean, it changes the game mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. But Metroid Prime 1, Metroid Prime Remastered, I mean... It, it's kind of one of those, um, what do you call them? Like, uh, best games of all time? <laughs> you know? Stand- a standard bear? Yeah, like um, a platinum standard for games. Uh-huh. At least that's what it was in my mind, you know, for most of my life. I, I replayed Prime 1 in, uh, in high school, I remember. is the most recent time I've played through the whole thing. And I really enjoyed it. And I, I think pe- people equate it with the greatness of like super metroid i mm-hmm. feel like a lot mm-hmm. um and i held on to that uh for a long time kind of i was like yeah prime one is is just that good mm-hmm. and it's that evergreen and it will never change uh it's always going to be that good just like super metroid super metroid's still that good yeah for the record but i don't know it, Play- it feels weird getting back into it it feels really weird getting back into it on this remaster what how how has that experience been for you it's been a long time since I've played Metroid Prime 1. Um, I've played two Echoes more recently. Uh, not only, like, as a child, you know, being the sequel, we played that second. But, like, I don't know. I feel like I've revisited that in the past decade or so, which I would consider recent, just considering how old the game is at this point, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, 3, Metroid Prime 3 Corruption um, came out for the Wii. I have, like, the most vivid memories of that. Like, sure. I, the, I was the most conscious in my brain. <laughs> in, for at that. least in terms of, in, in, as far as, like, your adolescence. Your yeah, yeah. I was forming as a person, and I have core memories based on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I, I don't know. 3 oftentimes is my... Uh, where my brain goes when someone mentions Metroid Prime at all, you know, um, and then Echoes a close second in Prime. Uh, I remember the Target demo most, you know, sure, you yeah. know the intro sequence is yeah. not only iconic, but like, you know, I played the demo more times than I ever played the game. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. It, it was an exciting opportunity for me to play it again. And I, like I said, I downloaded it immediately and... I'm not quite as psychologically shaken by it as you are, I think. Uh, yeah. I don't know if psychologically shaken is how I would describe it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, it, it, it wasn't, like, totally jarring. Mm-hmm. I don't think significantly less of the game or anything after visit, revisiting it through this remaster. Um, it's just, like, giving me pause a lot more. It's... it's I'm, I went into it, like especially with all the new re-upped visuals and stuff and Mm -hmm. how iconically atmospheric it the metroid series generally is and and just how immersed you can easily get in the strange isolating alien world yeah you know that's that's also a part of the metroid recipe 
but particularly Prime, like the first stage, not not the demo stage, not the frigate Orpheon, yeah, but the Talon Overworld. Oh yeah, with the music, I listen to that a lot. Mm-hmm. That is like the first stage that you as Samus make landfall on has like this orchestral sort of ambient version of the main like overture from the original Metroid. Uh-huh. You know, like the bum you know? Yeah. Like in like Smash Bros and stuff. Yeah, of course. Um and it's magical. It's magical. And then you look you can move your camera around and you can look up and the rain splatters your yeah, visor and it's yeah. pouring off of your arm cannon mm-hmm. and it I mean and that's the thing is for a GameCube game gorgeous yeah incredible such flawless amazing incredible atmosphere for such an early GameCube game but even with the fresh coat of paint on this remaster it it didn't hit the same mm-hmm. it didn't not hit it didn't hit poorly. It, it they didn't fumble the ball or anything, but it just like it didn't hit the same. The magic wasn't quite there. Yeah. And, and I don't. And I I I guess it would just like take a full blown remake or something, because it almost feels like a hardware thing. But we we can get into the the ins and outs of the remaster in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk more to start with about like the game itself, the structure and the, yeah. the minute to minute. What's going on in Metroid Prime because we haven't really talked Metroid on the show all that much. I don't think did we even have a Dread episode? We did not cover Metroid Dread, right. which came out a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um was a big deal because it was the first mainline Metroid game following uh, like the story, the canon yeah. storyline from the Metroid games. A- after decades of after like a few decades of Metroid existing and like a couple dozen games, this was Metroid Five, mm-hmm. you know, canonically. Yeah, uh, which was a big deal. But no, we didn't do an episode on it. Mm-hmm. Shame. Maybe we'll revisit it someday. You played it, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. Okay. You, and you as well? Yeah, I beat it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, me too. Um. Yeah, we should definitely visit it someday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All that being said, Metroid is one of Nintendo's obviously most important legacied. And historic franchises. Mm-hmm. Samus, chick in the red armor with the arm cannon. Yeah. Iconic. I don't know. I mean, how much introduction does her, does <laughs> does the series really need, honestly? We can boil it down to like kind of the core elements that go into a Metroid what it what is a mainline quote unquote Metroid game. Right. Cause it, which um, is different than Prime. Yeah. It's different than Prime, but it's part of why it makes Prime so special. Sure. Um, Metroid into Metroid 2 into Super Metroid. That's Metroids 1 through 3. Mm-hmm. They're all side-scrolling platformers, side-scrolling shooting platformers. Um, a little bit like Mega Man, like we re- recently covered. Mm-hmm. But they're about exploration rather than like short linear courses like a Mario game. They're huge it's- interconnected worlds with doors and labyrinths and and you you generally work with a map from the start and you are carving out that map and like learning the rooms as you go exactly yeah unless you're playing if you're playing the original metroid you're you're drawing that map yourself (laughs) in in real life buddy good luck um but yeah super metroid super metroid which is to this day again considered one of the best games of all time Mm -hmm. rightfully so by far one of the most influential games of all time uh, the Metroidvania genre that we that we have invoked more than once on this show, Super Metroid helped pioneer that, mm-hmm. um, and just like 
exploration and atmosphere in video games in general. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also generally action-based games, uh, in addition to like all the exploration and like the the immersion of the world. Uh, they're always quick, fast-paced action shooters. Uh, there's skill involved. Mm-hmm. It's I know Metroid Dread. You you felt like it was pretty brutal, right? It was pretty tough. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. You know? But but they've always kind of been like that. If you think back to it, with, um, a, with a bit of a learning curve, you know, mm-hmm. you each one is stylistically, you know, a little bit different. Like you, it, I want I want to say it was probably Super Metroid where you could aim diagonally. Right. Um, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. You know. So like they they've expanded on the the mechanics as well. Um, but these are all side scrollers where. Uh, yeah, platforming, action, and exploration are kind of the three primary gameplay mechanics at work here that make it what it is. Mm. And Metroid Prime came at a time where 3D, I mean, relatively speaking, it, it, it's 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, it came out in 2002 at a time where, again, relatively speaking, 3D was still pretty new. Sure. Still like kind of in its infancy. This was only four years after Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. And very early on in the GameCube's lifespan yeah. as well. Uh, maybe even, maybe not launch window, I guess. Um, I think 2002 might even be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that's when it was. Uh, but you're right, early in the GameCube's lifespan. So um, Nintendo was still getting their bearings on this new hardware, this new, you know, yeah. how to capitalize on that 3D experience. How to push it, how to push mm-hmm. the hardware, and boy howdy, does this game, we already touched on the atmosphere but like shoo we for for a gamecube game like mm-hmm. some really excellent world building and yeah atmosphere crafting but yeah in 1994 is when super metroid came out and there wasn't a metroid game at all until this one mm-hmm. if i recall correctly i think metroid fusion and metroid prime came out like Pretty... simultaneously came out, yeah. I think. Um, Metroid Fusion being Metroid Four uh, for the Game Boy Advance. For the Game Boy Advance, following the more uh, "quote unquote" traditional style of side-scrolling mm-hmm. shooting exploration, um, and Metroid Prime bringing the whole thing into three D. Uh, not just three D, not just like the jump from two D to three D for Mario or Zelda. But they brought Metroid into a first-person shooter, which, which is really bold. But really it feels bold. so right in execution. I like it, it. I think they brought it to life very, very well. It's unreal how natural it feels. Mm-hmm. How how natural of an evolution of the gameplay it feels. It that's that's the miracle of metroid prime is like that that That, first stage that demo stage that you played the frigate orpheon mm -hmm. the it's the level that serves as the the tutorial for the main game before it drops you into the big open world um is iconic you know it Mm -hmm. teaches you all the right moves it teaches you how to explore its world how to move around in 3d how samus works Mm -hmm. the game Another fun fact is that this game came out after Halo. With Halo 2001? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Halo, for all intents and purposes, like, revolutionized, if not, like, outright... Defined. Defined, invented, you could even say. Sorry, GoldenEye. Mm-hmm. Um, invented the console 
first-person shooter, sure. you know, control scheme, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um, and Metroid Prime, still, like, coming out the year after, just made its own rules with that. Yeah. Like, um, it uses tank controls, which is... It's tough to explain in 2023, but you don't you don't strafe with the left stick. Um, you move back and forth using up and up and down on the left stick, but left and right turn your character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of strafing and using the right stick to look around, mm-hmm. um, left and right look around, and up and down move you forward and backward, a la a tank. Which you use in tandem to get where you need, yeah. but but it is a typically outdated uh, play style. O- outdated's a pretty good word for it, I would say. Um, by today's standards, it's weird going back playing this game on the GameCube. Mm-hmm. It's it's an adjustment, but it it's it feels right because it's what the game was originally designed for. Sure. And we'll get we'll touch on the controls when we talk yeah. more about the remaster part of it too. Um. But yeah, the the fact that that was the decision made, mm-hmm. I think is very impressive because of considering it's it's the C stick. You know, it's not yeah. you don't use it. Some games don't employ it at all. You know, it right. just it it was never really considered to be a movement stick, in my opinion. You know, for some game from some like third person games, maybe it'll move the camera around the character or something, mm-hmm. but. Games tried to do that, like to to varying games that were often for the the PlayStation Two and the Xbox mm-hmm. and the GameCube. You know, those consoles have the right stick, a, yeah. a better right stick, frankly. Um, but and and so they would try to translate those controllers for the GameCube release mm-hmm. of X game uh, to mixed results. <laughs> But that's what I appreciate about Metroid Prime is that it didn't try to make... The, the C-Stick feels weird. The C-Stick is not a proper right stick, and it didn't try to make it one. Mm-hmm. Instead, it found a way to use the game, the unique GameCube controller layout to its advantage. Mm-hmm. That big, that big-ass A button <laughs> yeah, that you can just like smack it as many times. It feels so good, uh-huh. and that it triggers. Quick clack. Um, when you're locking on with the L uh-huh. or aiming with right, that just feels good. It feels natural. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I think they did something really special with the controller, uh, by not making it free looking right stick camera movement. Mm-hmm. But in addition to translating how Samus feels and controls to three D, let alone in first person, the world structure and that that labyrinthine nature that yeah. I mentioned earlier, translating to just huge like interconnected 3d environments mm-hmm. is really incredible and really s- impressive they 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 hold on to the combat like uh mm-hmm. which is some, i don't know to a degree it's something we should discuss whether that is a good one-to-one super metroid metroid prime you know uh ratio there mm-hmm. but but even even the concept of having to retrace your steps, you know, multiple times, which is a very Metroidvania trait, you know, revisit the areas you, you've come through with the, the new item that you've acquired, and then you're able to take a separate side path that you probably noticed the first time but couldn't access. Yeah. And so... It, that, that's the Metroid experience. Yeah. You know? It feels very good. For better or for worse, they basically, they basically just, like, copied Super Metroid's homework. 
Yeah. You know? Not in the way that Sonic Frontiers copied Breath of the Wild's homework, <laughs> um, but in a way that Metroid Prime actually, like, to, <laughs> as the kids say, understood the assignment. Oh, um, look at you. Yes. Hello, fellow Zoomers listening <laughs> to this podcast. And it, I, super, uh, Metroid Prime was all it, the the only wheel that it had to reinvent was how to make Metroid work in 3D. Otherwise, it like pretty much to a T sort of just carries over everything that's going on in Super Metroid into Metroid Prime. The 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 suits that you unlock, mm-hmm. all the abilities are kind of just like the same thing that were in Super Metroid, but it was like how do we make this work in 3D? Right. And then like new stuff, new ways to explore that didn't start arriving until like Prime 2 and Prime 3. Sure. Um Prime 1, I mean the Morph Ball, let alone, you yeah. know, that's that's a whole different thing sort of. It, it's a whole different, yeah, it, it is your character's transformation into the tiny little rolly ball. Yeah. And, and I mean, the camera zooms out. It's no longer first person for, mm. you know, obviously, for obvious gameplay reasons, you know, you, you need to see where your little ball is going. But yeah, it feels right being able to roll in a circle. Um, in 3D. And, yeah. And it, there's, it has physics, like really uh-huh. um, a very robust, dedicated physics engine to it, I guess. Uh, because it's like a small metal ball rolling around in space. Dedicated is a good word for it, because yeah, it just feels like you are almost starting a different game. Yeah, like they, it, it turns it into like a physics puzzle game. Yeah, they could have a created a separate game entirely based on the morph ball mechanics and called it not Metroid. Mm. You know, it, yeah, it's Kirby <laughs> Tilt and Tumble Two. You right, know, and Super Monkey Ball. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you mentioned the the action, the shooting. Uh, what do you think? does not feel quite one-to-one with Super Metroid. I, I think it's just tied to it being in 3D. I think yeah. it's hard to make 3D shooting action um, feel, at, especially in first person, feel mm-hmm. as tight and uh, reactive, reflexive mm-hmm. um, as 2D shooting. Sure. I, we've gotten better at it in you know more recent years. There are better games for that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, the... The avoiding the avoiding objects, you know, avoiding projectiles and launching projectiles does not feel as quite as strategic or, you know, in depth as like a two D sure shooting game. It doesn't help that you are you you can die very quickly if you just stand there or are really bad. Right. But yeah. but you are somewhat of a damage sponge. You know, you there are those energy tanks that build up your life as you discover more and so you can take more hits. But I mean like Taking a bullet to the face doesn't cause me fear as it would in, you know, a, a Call of Duty situation, you know, something like that. Sure. You, you can take a thousand bullets to the face and then you'll die. And and I think that's kind of a symptom of the overall combat that, like, I, I think I'm left with replaying Metroid Prime. It just feels a little hollow. Like, mm-hmm. you know, not all of my blasts feel super powerful. Um, you, you do collect... They're they're more like upgrades or enhancements to your um, power beam. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, the 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 main weapon's called the power beam. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so like right now, I have the wave beam and the ice beam. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they do impact enemies differently. You know, the ice beam will freeze some of them. Um, and the and wave its, it's firing rate is slower. Yeah, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah. I didn't remember that, mm. but it is interesting. It doesn't double fire. You know when yeah. you hold the trigger or whatever but just 
not only are the enemies, they feel much more prevalent and in your face in Super Metroid. Um, like every room has enemies who are either shooting projectiles at you or you're going to have to dodge them or mm. something. And Metroid Prime feels a little more empty on that side of things. But also just, it feels like they got the exploration side down so well. Mm. But but some of the combat just doesn't feel exactly right. And, yeah. and, and kind of like it doesn't entirely matter. Like, uh, you know, you, you've, always, yeah, you've always had missiles, but like, I find plenty of missiles and, you know, one missile will generally deal with like the smaller enemies. And sure. so like, I think it does a, what I like about Metroid games is that it, it ends up being like a hardcore action experience at one point or another. Yeah. Because if you haven't, it rewards you for that exploration. If you haven't collected those energy tanks or aren't collecting those missile sure. expansions um, that are scattered throughout the world, then come the final boss fight you're gonna be in trouble mm-hmm. you know the the moment-to-moment combat with regular enemies like yeah. throughout the regular rooms um is i like that i'm i appreciate that it's there mm-hmm. um i agree with you it does feel a little dated is too general um it there's something deeper there there it means something that it feels dated i feel like it there's a lot of veneer to it to be honest like sure. it doesn't yeah, totally of... matter what weapon you use against most enemies like they're mm. gonna go down in a similar amount of hits sure. um I... and a lot of it does come down to you need the different weapons more for to ex- to access different areas of the map to unlock those ice doors or those sure. wave beam doors more right. so than you do to deal with kill kind and... of enemies exactly yeah, and that's and that's a lot of what I remember being clever about this game was that there was a lot of that. You know, enemies react different. Some enemies react differently to what kind of weapon you're using. Mm-hmm. It's it's different from Super Metroid's approach, which did do some of like the um, you need this weapon to open this door, this mm-hmm. color door. Sure. Um, that Metroid Prime does. But what I appreciated about what is genius about Super Metroid is that your weapons stack. Yeah, um, and they all not only do they are they for opening different colored doors, they stack so that your power beam turns into the wave beam, and then when you get the ice beam, it, it just turns your wave beam icy, icy, <laughs> yeah, so that you can freeze enemies, uh-huh. um, or wave beam or plasma beam, I forget one of them, and then eventually you get one that passes through walls, mm-hmm. and then your wavy ice beam is passing through walls, yeah. freezing enemies all over the screen. You know? Yeah, that's cool. That's genius. Mm-hmm. Um. But also each weapon has, like, a gameplay utility. Mm-hmm. As in, um, like I just said, one of them one of them makes your beam pass through enemies. Uh-huh. Then the next one makes your beam pass through walls. Uh-huh. And then you get the ice beam that freezes, freezes enemies. And you can jump on them as a yeah. platforming mechanic. Each one, not only is it stacking, but it's adding a new utility. Mm-hmm. That's Super Metroid. Absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, Metroid Prime... I don't blame them for not like not getting it as elegantly or organically as Super Metroid. You can't fault them for that. Sure. But you know, it, it when when we do have games that are that have kind of surpassed that at this point, mm-hmm. it, it does feel dated. Maybe that's all it is. Yeah. The combat too. It's not as bad as like an Ocarina of Time situation where you have to go to the pause screen to change your inventory or your weapon or whatever. Right. But you do have to rotate. Like you were saying, the beams do not stack in Metroid Prime. You have to rotate between them. So if you have... And it... 
you don't have to pause. It takes two seconds, a combination of two buttons, but you do have to change from your wave beam to your ice beam to open the next door. Right. To Yeah, to just, to just open a door mm-hmm. and, and something not like more meaningful, like defeating an, an enemy that can only be frozen or whatever, you know? Yeah. That is blocking your path. Have you seen the drama about the doors? <laughs> that's like literally... <laughs> That's the um, only complaint I've seen on the internet about this remaster is that they like had to redesign the doors, and I haven't. I they actually, look different. I, that's I didn't think so when I was playing it. I noticed that they look different. They do. Not majorly. <laughs> What's the problem? What are you talking about? Well, I, it's purely design. At first, like when I first aesthetic? saw the drama, I was like, oh, are they textured badly? Like, you know, what I mean, if I get really close, are they going to be like pixely or something? Uh-huh. But. I think they just redesigned them and people don't like the new door designs. I don't think I like the new door design. I think I, I, I clocked it. Uh-huh. I, I realized it. Interesting. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, there are a lot of things like that in this game, though. There's mm-hmm. a lot of, like, ev- still delaying the remaster discussion. I'm still saving the discussion of the remaster part for later. Sure. Um, but, yeah, a lot of the texture work is redone mm-hmm. it does look gorgeous i think it's the switch's lighting yeah i think it's how the switch has to handle lighting that makes me not like how some of it looks okay but again we'll get to that um speaking of doors though something like this game did in 2002 and continues to do uh no loading screens no yeah. you know something about that's that? true it's because the doors are hiding the rendering for the next area mm-hmm. And they open quite instantly yeah, on this most remastered the version, but occasionally on the GameCube, a door would t- you would walk up to it after shooting it, and it would not open. And it makes sense, you know, looking back. Yeah. And, it, and you know, it, w- it was part of the experience and wasn't always that noticeable, but it could take an extra second or two to open. Sure. And but that like, was the, the next room loading. But, oh man, like, I, I remember mentioning this when we way 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 back when we talked about Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, mm-hmm. and it's I I just when a game just has an uncompromising aesthetic, yep. and just like does not r- refuses to let its foot off the gas in mm-hmm. terms of this is the aesthetic, this is what you're what you are in this world, yeah. you are immer- immersed. Uh, I I love that. That's my favorite. And Absolutely. Metroid Prime, and that's 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 my memory of Metroid Prime mm-hmm. is like, you are in the visor of Samus, mm-hmm. and even when it goes to third person, the cuts are natural. Yep, it's like it's like well directed, so that it's not like confusing when you're in first person, and all of a sudden it's just like flashes to Samus standing in front of you. Sure, and like when you turn into the morph ball, and then your camera goes through the back of Samus's head to get mm-hmm. you back in first person. How even like. The hints that the game gives you are given within the parameters of Samus's visor. Yeah. The scanning. We haven't talked about the scanning. I was, I was hoping to get to that. Yeah. You you mentioned being in Samus's visor. Yeah. And scanning is one of like my most fond memories of playing Metroid Prime. Period. Is, and it's funny. It's a it's a new core mechanic that is that became. It's a root key to the Prime series. I would say it is a well translated mechanic from Super Metroid. I ooh ooh huh because 
Yeah. I mean, she had, I don't know, I don't think they called it scanning. I don't know what they called it. I think but it you was had called that, the scan visor. That scan visor where you looked up and down and it would reveal secrets in the map. Like if. Yeah. And. But it looks a little different oh, it, this it, one. It operates entirely differently, but it is a well-translated mechanic, mechanic from Super Metroid. Huh. Yeah. I, I guess would, so. I, I, you know, I would say. Well, well I, go go on and wax poetic about the scanning in this game. Oh, it starts so hot and heavy. You're on the frigate. <laughs> you're on the frigate Orpheon. You are clearing out these space pirates, and immediately you you it tells you you know to press the right D pad if you're playing on the GameCube. You know, um, right arrow if you're on the Switch, and switch to your scan visor and investigate your environment, and. You can scan the flora fauna, um, and it'll tell you about the different plants that are around you. It'll, if you scan one of these dying space pirates, it'll say, this space pirate is mortally wounded, um, probably won't last much longer. It'll give you, um, like, an autopsy. Yeah, it'll tell you what happened to them. It's a brilliant way to feed into the environment that you're in, um, give you more information without... A character having to tell you about it it feels very authentic to being samus she yeah. is just scanning the environment um and she has the magical like chozo sci-fi armor to like make it make sense kind of yeah yeah her, her robot suit uh just a, a brief piece of metroid <laughs> lore her robot suit is made by an ancient race of aliens yeah that and was like it, she's the chosen one she was yeah she was raised by them uh-huh. for some reason or something yeah and so her suit can kind of just like do a bunch of stuff i did have the thought while playing this remastered version it would be neat if there was an audio uh input for the scanning on this okay because i know that's i know samus is not stopping to read what the scanner says i know she's hearing it or it's you know some neural implant in her brain she just gets the information well okay i had i had a critical thought path with that too uh-huh. um so what made the scanning feel special and why i think it worked so well in the gamecube mm-hmm. is because the gamecube everything was obviously lower spec like ev- everything had a little bit more abstraction to it because sure. it was it, you know it couldn't be as like we were just saying it's it's not it does now it doesn't look as vivid as we remember it mm-hmm. um and as long as graphics are going to be like not that good, there's going to be like that layer of abstraction, or mm-hmm. if graphics are going to be dated. Um, and I think the scan really helped with that generation of graphics. Define to, what you were looking at. Yeah, is like, what is that thing on the floor? It's like, this space pirate is dead. It's been emulsified or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think the scanning helped in that regard. Or it's like, what's this weird floating thing and mm-hmm. it's like this is a species of thing it's releasing gas and it's poisoning you right now or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. you know it it helps with that layer of abstraction it helps define it whereas with this remaster when everything is a little more clearly defined or like the i mean you know the lighting is better the textures are better mm-hmm. everything's more <laughs> visible um the scanning can feel a little redundant it can feel i don't i i i thought it felt disruptive Interesting. And I'm with you that it, it's like, oh, the obvious choices do audio logs. Uh-huh. But then I was thinking about the immaculate sound design of the game, but also like the frenetic action at times. And I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. think I could focus on and I don't think I would like audio log either. Yeah. The scanning might be one of, aside from the controls, mm-hmm. uh, might be the thing that 
bothers me most most about this remaster. That's interesting because so, but what about like the almost necessitous <laughs> necessary I think is the word possibly um, uh, the almost necessary function of scanning to learn where to go next. You're you're in this room. You have all the upgrades, and you need to look around and see what corridor am I supposed to bomb, or what uh, do I need to what electrical source do I need to power on? Mm. You know, it, it, at times I have relied on it. You know, and there's because there's that little marker on when you're doing the scan function that mm. lets you know this is something you can scan. Sure. And so I, I you mean, know, it, on a number of occasions I've relied on that to. Um, I'll I will uh, visibly scan the room with my scan visor on to see what to scan. Um, mm. I, you know, yeah, I, 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 I will look them. around the room. You'll um, yeah, you'll you'll look around the room with your scan visor to see what points are scannable. Yeah, yeah. If there's any, if my visor detects anything abnormal, mm. I yeah, I think it is. It's obvious, you know, a, a good comparison is like the detective vision in Batman. Sure. In the Batman Arkham games. Yeah. It's a proto, maybe even more elegant version of that. Um, elegant only because like it's within Samus's visor. The world, like, you know, the, the in-game world reason for it being there makes more sense yeah. to me than mm-hmm. Batman's detective vision. It also uses it much more liberally, liberally than any yes. Arkham game ever does. I just, it's just even... Even the process of interrupting mid-combat to scan an enemy... To see how to beat them. Yeah, to see its biology and like what weaknesses it has mm-hmm. um, felt weird and a bit disruptive. It was like, I'm going to scan this enemy while like dodging its bullets I... um, without fighting back, you know? Sure. It felt strange. But then it's... Just, and then... It, I don't know. And it, it's kind of a slippery slope of thinking because then it's like, well, that's just your play style. You can kind of role play it. If you want to play it as an action game, you can do that. If you want to play it for the world building, you can do that too. It's your choice. Yeah. And that's pretty smart. You know, it, that's Dark Soulsy in sure. a way. The lore is there if you want it. I don't know. The scan visor is interesting. That's funny. I wonder if... I feel like that's going to be our biggest, like, disagreement here. Uh... Because I, I, it, it, but I, but I've always, again, in my memory, I've always loved the scan. But scanning is the coolest part of Metroid Prime, and that's something that I was, I remember my first hour or two of Metroid Dread, took me some like, took me some adjustment because I was not expecting the high octane action game that it was. I was expecting something more, a little slower paced, a little more world buildy atmosphere like sure. Metroid Prime. Uh-huh. Uh, and it wasn't. I mean, it was, you know, it in some ways, right. but uh, it was not as like, <laughs> it was not as, um, to coin a term, reading a bookie <laughs> <laughs> as Metroid Prime. Yeah, yeah. I will say, as I've, I, I estimated to you earlier that I'm about halfway, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've noticed myself scanning less, uh, needing it less. Sure. Um, I mean, that first, the Talon Overworld area where it drops you yeah, is very... everything left and right. Well, and it's organic. Like, there's lots of different enemies. There, There is, like, fauna well, that you can scan and get some yeah. details on. And from there, like, you go to the lava world. And it's not like it's, you know, there's nothing to scan there. Right. Um, when you're in, like, the space pirate base um you know there's lots of computers you can scan and like read their notes and stuff which is awesome and uh, and the the writing Mm -hmm. the writing for all the scan entries is so good yeah it's so good 
Is it? It's just like very within character of yeah. whatever race is typing the notes or the lore. Of, you know, right? Yeah, well, because some scan entries are like, here's what Samus's data is on this creature, and some are like you said, like when you're invading a space pirate base, you can read their their audio logs, and mm-hmm. then it's you know you're reading an entry from the point of view of a space pirate, and you can tell the difference of voice sometimes. Yeah, it's just really good. Hard, like hard sci-fi writing and mm-hmm. world building because like it's got like the star dates and like all like the sci-fi yeah. like the in-world the in-universe terminology but it's also written in a palatable enough way that it's not like like you know reading dune or something mm-hmm. you know it, mm-hmm. it's it's a nintendo game yeah and yet it's got this really cool sci-fi world building I love the writing. I love scanning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love reading right, it. I, I love reading you, it. But... It's just weird, and it's just weird in the middle of doing. It's like I love it all, but like you can only scan the gameplay stuff. Yeah, I want to scan every. If if they're gonna really gonna make it like that cool, I want to scan everything. I want to. I want a, a full encyclopedic flora and fauna list. I want to scan this leaf. I want to know what it's for. I, I want to know if it's used medicinally. Yeah. You know, it's going to have to go Breath of the Wild with it. I ended up underwater at some point, and there was this pretty little school of fish. Yeah, and, I, and you I, couldn't scan I, it. I couldn't scan I know. The, the I know what you're talking about. insignificant fish that you were just, you know, you couldn't even shoot them or anything. It's 2002 in the GameCube. Like, <laughs> yeah. I got to cut it some slack, but... But yeah, dude, 2 and I, 3, are they more elaborate, elaborate with the... What what it, I guess it is your research log. Um, I think so. I, I I mean, again, it's based on my memory, but I've played Prime Two more recently than Prime One. Mm-hmm. Um, at least the GameCube versions, and I I think it got better with it. Yeah, I don't know. I those, don't remember. Again, those are typically more core memory for me as well when I think of Metroid Prime, and I do. Um, I don't know. I just I do recall being able to scan lots of different things and learn so much about uh, the world of Metroid and whatever planet Samus was tearing through at the moment. Yeah. Um, man, I love the it's it's all flavor, man. The fl- it's it's a flavorful, juicy, tasty world in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love reading how the space the space pirates talk about Samus. Yeah, it's awesome. They're like the hunter. Yeah, they're and so like, afraid coming. of her. Yeah, they hate it's that amazing. bitch, dude. <laughs> it's... And Ridley is just a a mess. And I love the way they talk about the Metroids too. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about what a Metroid even is. <laughs> we talked about Samus. Metroid is not the is not Samus's name. this is not a this is a zelda situation yep uh you know zelda is the guy in green metroid is the gal in the orange robot suit (laughs) um but uh i mean the quick it's quick more metroid lore the metroid is in it's based on the xenomorphs the alien from alien yeah you know technically design wise like when they were developing metroid that's like kind of what it's based on but it's a the Metroid is a species of alien that, like, is parasitic and, like, nigh unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Um, you More know. indestructible as the games have gone on. I, cause I guess so. I, did I say indestructible? Because I meant destructible. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. Like, it, they, they were seen as just these uh, self-reproductive, like, they would... 
they they were unkillable. Yeah. You know, and and I mean, in Prime, you blast them to bits and stuff. Right. And and this like they're they're they can the space pirates, the antagonists, more or less of the Metroid series. They want to use the Metroids as like bio weapons. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. they want to engineer them. Yeah. They want to tame them. That's like why they're collecting them. Um, and it's funny, some Metroid games, I if I'm not mistaken, you'll never even see a Metroid. Totally. Like, oh, yeah. I, it, I forgot that they were in this one. I'm not going to... Well, I mean, I forgot that... Yeah, I, I did forget that they were in this one. I know about the final boss. That's mm-hmm. one thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, Metroid Prime. Well, we haven't even talked about the story of the Metroid Prime thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the phase-on and all that. Sure. Uh the metroids being a galactic threat space pirates being a galactic threat metroid prime is about the space pirates discovering another substance called phazon which is like basically just like ultimate corruptive radioactive waste mm-hmm. uh space waste that kind of turns you evil though it's, yeah, it's, it's more like, like corruptive less like when you said that, I thought of like corrosive, like it'll eat you oh. away. But like, oh it, no, like, yeah, corrupted. It, it, like, it makes like, you like it's evil, evil, <laughs> evil space goo. Yeah, um, and they're like the space pirates are like, let's inject the Metroids with this and make them more powerful. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then you get Metroid Prime. I I am learning a lot about from the Chozo notes. Like the yeah. Chozo, like you said, they're the ancient race, and we're on one of their planets and yeah, so, one of like, their like home worlds or i think they i think they explicitly say they colonized this, this part of the planet okay interesting but i think they're like kind of like hermit her hermetical yeah or whatever is that really a word hermetic yeah something like sure that. but seeing their their artifacts and their ancient logs about the phase on and how it has corrupted this it's, yeah, it's on it... the way and then oh no like our bugs are starting to like turn evil and shit totally. and, and then yeah they're gone like, yeah, you, you know, you you. I don't think we ever see a Chozo. No, well, you see their ghosts. Spoilers ish. No, yeah, I've made it that um, far. That's that's kind of the last my last talking point about the game itself. But I do want to touch on yeah. In addition to your scan visor, going back to that uh, being used for scanning enemies and using used for scanning pirate logs, uh, the ancient race, the Chozo, that gave Samus her suit and Razor also have their own logs and stuff. And yeah, they, they refer to the Phazon as the Great Poison. Yeah. That yeah. has like corrupted their planet mm-hmm. and they, and has made them all like die. And it and it's also great world building for why all the the fauna and and the flora for that matter. You yeah. know, all the stuff on in the world is like trying to kill you. So aggressive. Yeah, it's so hostile. <laughs> um is because of the Phazon corruption. Yeah. It, it's and it's also just so well written it's so cool the chozo sound more like spiritual and religious they're like it matter our son they call they call Santa something else the chosen one or whatever yeah, i, I want to say almost yeah, probably. yeah like chosen one um anyway i read one of the coolest ones last night they were like we time is irrelevant to us yeah we forward and backward and we look into the waters and some of the waves wash away and never come to fruition but it matters not like we uh we will take our destinies as they come. Yeah. I don't they, know. Like, some of them can see what's coming, and they're just like, well, it's unavoidable. Uh-huh. This is our fate. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It, but just so beautifully written. Good good sci-fi world building, man. Yeah. That's, that just, like, is smack dab in the middle of your running and literally rolling around as Samus. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, so we're both playing our way through this remaster. Mm-hmm. Um, neither of us have finished this yet. Do you remember the Chozo ghosts? 
and the Chozo artifacts. The ghosts as in the enemies that we fight? Yeah. I don't recall. Um, I enjoyed running into them because I thought it was cool. I finally have to go back to my regular power beam to actually defeat them. Okay. Um, I liked <laughs> I liked that. It made the power beam feel uh, like it had a point again. <laughs> um, but no. And I... And the artifacts, I mean, when you say the artifacts, do you mean the 12 that you have to, like, collect or whatever? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yes and no, I guess. I don't know mm. where you're going with this. It's, uh, so the, the the point of the game is to collect those 12 chosen artifacts. Sure. Uh, but you can't really get all of them until you've collected all of your equipment, you sure. know, all of your upgrades and stuff. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm just thinking when when I think of backtracking. You you might have the worst in front of you, <laughs> because you're go, going to have to go back and like run around the world quite a bit. To, Visit each end of each map that yeah. I've already explored. Yeah. To to finally fight the boss that's hiding that artifact. That's the main thing that I remember strongly disliking about playing it in high school Mm -hmm. uh that's was like uh, that i was just playing it kind of how it guides you i suppose which is you're just getting your new equipment you Mm -hmm. know it's it's telling you where your next piece of equipment is kind of is guiding you to the next point of interest so that you keep getting the upgrades the new beam or the new armor Mm -hmm. uh so that you can get to the next area but all the while you're supposed to be thinking in the back of your mind i've still got to be looking for these 12 chozo artifacts But they're, I don't know, they're not, I don't, I'm, I'm still deducing this, so I might be wrong, but I think that they're not super well dispersed, and also not that, definitely not that fun to have to run back around to every area you've ever been right. at the end of the game mm-hmm. uh, to find them all, and to fight Chozo ghosts over and over and over, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, that's what I remember. At least. I, my experience might be different this time now that I'm like actively thinking about it. But this also serves as a warning to, well, viewer, mm-hmm. listener, but also you specifically. Yeah. Uh, don't forget about those artifacts. Yeah, right. Does that, make, do you, does that make sense? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, I, if I'm understanding what you mean correctly, yes, I'm going to end up going and revisiting... Like you said, each corner of the map that I've already been through to get probably, yes, a piece of equipment, but then there was one extra room that I couldn't yeah. access yet. Yeah. And then, so, five hours later, once I get ten, once ten pieces of equipment beam. down the line, right. um, I'm going to be able to re- revisit that same chamber where I fought that boss and go through one last door or two. Right. Um, yeah, no, I, I get that. And... I had not played as much Metroid ever, especially 2D, like mm. um, until Dread came out, and that and that is when I went and finally beat Super Metroid. Um, and so, I mean, I have the flavor for it now. Mm. It does all feel just a little bit slower in 3D. Like, totally, there's a lot more just traversal and um, the platforming. If you're in a vertical room, yeah. you know it is a. Uh, chore is does not give the sense of love i have for it's, it it's just but, methodical yeah it's it's a little slow it's it's still action mm-hmm. you know it's still action exploration and platforming and shooting 
but it, it it is not as snappy as 2d metroid or more modern 3d mm-hmm. action games too but it, but i do think feel like it is intentional and methodical yeah that exploration sure or that like traversal do you remember the booze in luigi's mansion yeah like the collectible booze, essentially. Yeah. Like there were 50 of them or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and you have to do that. Yeah. That's basically what this is. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things. Yeah. Or like the Triforce pieces in Wind Waker. That's a, that's a different different beast. Huh. Not really, but... <laughs> I don't know. All that to say, don't forget that one door. Yeah, <laughs> do yeah, do yeah. that sooner than later. Uh-huh. That, that one in that boss Before you go we too far. About. Yeah. Do you feel like the hints they give are efficient enough? Or not yeah. enough. Um, I think it's. I think it's interesting. I think the hint system is interesting. Just for example, like the last couple I received, um, I think one of them was the t- uh, temperature has dropped at this location, uh-huh. and so I went over there, and I think that's where I got the ice beam. And right now, I'm investigating in a completely different area, just like it, gravity well formed or uh, a gra- you know change in gravity or mm-hmm. something like that and so that's what i'm going to investigate right now mm-hmm. and that's just your sensors picking up on a strange occurrence in a strange room that you have not visited yet and it i can't figure out how it drops the hints um i know is it me being dumb for 15 minutes and i hit a 15 minute timer and it's like okay let's give the dummy a hint is it literally i hate that that, <laughs> that makes me feel dumb I... <laughs> That's why it's interesting. Uh-huh. That's it's necessary. Yeah, it's necessary for different kinds of players. Sure, not like not dumb players. It's, it's, you know, it's probably you know. the most flawless way to get players. I guess. I mean, it. But yeah, it's it's like if you just like dawdle or if if you have gotten one upgrade, mm-hmm. if you've gotten your one thing, and you're just like dawdling around for too long. Yeah. Um. If you haven't gone to, it's it's trying to help you get in that mindset of like thinking about where you've been yeah. and like after you get a new ability after you get the beam that opens purple doors you're like mm-hmm. oh i remember seeing a purple door way back here yeah or but check it, your map look for purple yeah. icons yeah, exactly uh, yeah look for purple purple door icons go look for them go explore mm-hmm. um but if you're like going the wrong direction or just taking too long you know it your the game will automatically show you on the map where to head next and be like yeah like gravity disruption detected here mm-hmm. and what do you get there do you think who knows no might be something related to gravity but yeah it, it's it's pretty opaque about it i feel like i again it, it fits within the world it's like samus's scanners are picking up you know disturbances or whatever across yeah. the world I, I buy it it's cool mm-hmm. um but it is yeah it does make me feel a little dumb, <laughs> dumb whenever it shows up and always, I'm like, well, where did you want me to go? You right. Know? I I did my my hope was that yeah you re- reach a certain room and you know that triggers like mm. the but but in theory you could go all the way around the map it take you an hour to reach that room as opposed to the fifteen sure. minute trigger That's, before the hint drops. I tell uh, you know it, what I'm uh, one I mean more than two I swear on my life more than two of my hints have been when i have been like in the room adjacent really Be, I, because i'm on the right track i'm getting yeah. there but i'm just like not yeah. all the way and i'm just like don't and then it, it's like i think there might be something in the room i'm like i'm on my way i was doing fine. don't yeah thank you i know don't rush me uh-huh. uh i'm working on it but yeah yeah interesting system mm-hmm. dated 
Could be done better? It could be done better. You um, said flawless earlier. I don't know. Well, um, <laughs> I, I did say flawless, but uh, foolproof, perhaps, is like yeah, the, yeah. the better term totally. for that. It, it, I'm glad that there's something. Mm-hmm. I mean, in Metroid Fusion, the Adam, you're like a full-on like navigator character, mm-hmm. your navi, yeah. um, straight up just tells you head to this area whenever you're done with an area and sure. like marks it on your map, you know, mm-hmm. from the get-go. I don't quite remember what Dread system was. No, I don't know. Super Metroid is obviously a lot more like good good luck pal. Yeah. Um I don't know. Yeah, altogether foolproof. Mhm. I'm glad it's there. Sure. Even if yes, it does make me feel dumb too. Well, and let, maybe we should get into our biggest gripes because mine mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. already been essentially touched on through that and a couple other bits of conversation, but just yeah, I'll I'll boot the game up for the first time um, for the day, and I'm getting better at it, but it, it takes me 15, 20 minutes to, to adjust, adjust and figure out where the heck was I going? Did I have an idea? Should, you know, <laughs> Should I have an idea? Yeah, and you know, sometimes I'll start up a game and the hint won't have dropped yet. Right, you yeah, know? yeah, and, and so you're just, just like, well... Um, I guess I'll just go. Again, that is just a nature of the beast for a Metroid game, for this game in particular you know it's uh back i mean like you said for the original metroid yeah you had to draw your own map you know what i mean take some mental notes at the very least of what you're doing and where you're trying to go um mm. but and that, that's hardly even a complaint you know sure um i mean all of it all of this was very forward thinking and advanced for its time mm-hmm. you know it mm-hmm. very ahead of its time in a lot of ways like the the world building of the scanning the dropping the hints at all sure. frankly for for the kind of game that is yeah um, that's why i feel silly complaining about it because no. like i realize i'm playing a metroidvania that is like, i mean figure it out but it, it's pretty jarring though mm-hmm. you you kind of need that kind of thing um it's a big a, world yeah a, a huge world and a world like this really hadn't been hadn't quite been constructed mm-hmm. in this way yet i would argue yeah barring like zelda or something mm-hmm. what's your biggest complaint it was the first thing you texted about, texted me about. Um, really? Was oh the controls? That yeah. Is that even uh, your your biggest? Man, yeah. Well, but it's it sucks because so this remat. This is a really. I'll I'll just say it up front. This is a really 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 good remaster. The aspect of this remaster that I appreciated the most off the bat, if if not maybe the visuals just across the board is the control options Mm -hmm. because good golly if you go into the options menu there are it can it lets you tweak everything yeah just about i mean so for some reason justifiable or non it doesn't let you totally completely remap the controller from the ground up right um but just about every option if, if you if you care about the preservation of the original in a really you know immature way like i do uh, then it gives you all the right options, like switching the X and Y buttons. Like I, I eventually found a way that pl- that felt comfortable to me, but it took some real tankering and time. Yeah. For you, I'm playing vanilla. I, well, well, no, okay. I I'm playing whatever the remaster started us with. Uh, <laughs> the the remastered controls, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I guess would be a fair way to, to address them. Sure. The remaster is cool because from the, from the top it lets you 
the default control scheme that it lets you have that you started with by default, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, is what we were talking about earlier. It lets you use the right stick for camera movement and to aim. Yeah. Which is how, you know, modern games work. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it feels completely natural and normal. Yeah. You use the trigger to shoot, right? Well, it took me a while to get accustomed. I was using the A button, mm-hmm. like the GameCube, um, for a long time. But eventually, when like I got the super missiles and stuff, and I needed combat... When combat started getting a little more intensive, I needed my right thumb for the camera movement. Right. And so that's when I implemented the trigger mm-hmm. for shoot. And how how does all of it feel? You use like the left bumper to jump no. or something? <laughs> I wish I had my switch in front of me. Am I using A to jump or am I using B to jump? B's um, on the bottom. So B to jump, A to shoot. Um, I think is if I think is right for these switch controls. Okay. Um and so, so you no, still have, I'm, I'm jumping with B. You're uh, still having to move your thumb to the B button to jump, yeah, even though yeah. you're aiming with the right stick. Y- yes, and that feels okay. In a, it's a jumpy game. Uh, right. It's a platformer. Uh huh. I don't know. I mean, well, it at some point as the combat picks up, the difficulty maybe picks up a little bit. I I might need to revisit that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, similar to changing my shoot finger, but yeah, so far so good. Okay. Continuing with the controls, it also lets you do the pointer controls, like from the trilogy, right? With the with the Joy-Con, which mm-hmm. I think is cool. Yeah, I think that's very cool. I, I don't you know. Try that? No, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I mean, I'm sure it, it feels like it appeals to all generations. The mm-hmm. fact that it lets you play with classic controls if you're used to the GameCube version. Yep. Uh, pointer controls if you somehow grew up on the Wii trilogy, mm-hmm. and if you're just getting into the Prime series, it lets you use the right stick, which I'm sure feels natural and more modern. Yeah. It's got everything. I personally am using the classic controls on with the two Switch Joy-Con. Mm-hmm. I tried the GameCube controller, like because I we have the GameCube adapter for right. the Switch, and you can use your GameCube controller on the Switch to play this GameCube game, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Yeah, should nice. feel really good. It is very weird. It. I think it's my TV, but there's a lot of input delay. Okay, um, interesting. That's kind of across the board with my Switch. Um, gotcha. Whenever I'm using a wired controller, but I think it's my TV. For but what it's worth, I still haven't put this on my screen. I, oh, I, word? I'm handheld only. Huh. Like, you, you, Hannah's out there watching TV right now. I don't, sure. I, I don't get that. I don't touch that screen. Man, I was so excited to have this thing in big full screen, you know, 1080p mm-hmm. on my TV in HD remastered. And it uh, it didn't look as gorgeous as I wanted to. Yeah. It looks gorgeous on the Switch. It's fluid. It's fluid. It's yeah, and, and that's that's kind of I'm enjoying playing it more portably because it feels as fast and fluid as I want it to be, rather mm-hmm. than like even playing with the GameCube controls on the TV. It felt a little sluggish. Mm-hmm. Again, it put input delay, but also the buttons are weird. The Z button. If you're using a GameCube controller on your Switch, you can't access the menu. because there's no minus button right you know and you can't map it you can't map anything to that Uh so what should feel like playing just like playing the original just like doesn't work sure Um, interesting which sucks yeah uh is a bummer and i'm i'm still i'm still splashing around a little bit with the control options i still it doesn't feel 100 percent like i want it to Mm -hmm. playing with classic controls on switch Mm-hmm. But so far, so decent. Yeah. 
I don't know. It feels backhanded or something because I I think it's you can turn. Did you see all the display options? What do you mean? You can no. turn off the HUD. You can turn off Samus' oh, visor completely. Wow. Like you can like you can really. There's just everything. Uh huh. It's it's really interesting how they made it so accessible. Mm-hmm. I know that's a lot of work from a programming standpoint, at least. You know, that's making it more accessible for more types of players in a in a future release in a remaster is kind of like the best thing you can do aside from the visuals sure and, you know, yeah a is all a's in those regards except for the gamecube controller thing but that's not really their fault that's a switch hardware fault well and it, it, i mean it seems like maybe they they could have put a little more consideration into the fact that people might be playing that way you know yeah. considering it is a gamecube game um, you know that they might just come up with a, a control scheme that w- works for it. Man, whenever but, they release the GameCube Virtual Console and then release a compatible USB GameCube controller. Mm-hmm. Do you not think this and what was the other one they released semi-recently? Crystal Chronicles is a terrible example because <laughs> you just mentioned it earlier. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I'm getting concerned that they are just going to remaster slash re-release the gamecube um, library yeah and maybe because those games are closer to modern games that they're what even younger kids would consider full games you know um something that nintendo could package up and resell as individual individual titles mm. whereas you know at the time of the n64 a lot of them you know they're in today's regards you know just mini games almost you know or typically more easily packaged together the price feels better to sure to for a subscription model or something i don't know does this worry you about, at all about a gamecube virtual console a little bit yeah the byton kato byton kato's uh remaster on that they announced in the same nintendo direct uh-huh. uh maybe more so yeah. worried me i don't know i mean well if this is going to be the case then like for the love of God, give me Wind Waker on my Switch already. Sure. It's time for me to replay it. Mm-hmm. You know, put Wind Waker, Wind Waker HD and Twilight Princess HD on there. Like, let's get the ball rolling. Like, totally fair. Hurry up. Pokemon, Col- po- Pokemon Coliseum, Pokemon XD. I don't know. Yeah. If, if I mean, if this is really the way they're going, obviously it takes work. Like, this this was, this was is a very uh, meticulously done remaster. It wasn't just like a, a, a hack job. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. I don't know. One definitely wasn't a cash grab. No. By <laughs> no. It was probably an apology for Metroid Prime 4's delays a little bit. Which um, is which is my next topic of conversation. Mean, which is my next topic of conversation, unless we have more to say about no. like the remaster. No. Um, apology for Metroid Prime 4 accepted. <laughs> um, and I think you're right. Yeah. Like, I think that's kind of been like, on everyone's tongues since Metroid Prime 4 even was announced in the first place. What, 2017 or something like that? Yeah, yeah. I I think people have been like, well, if they're going to release a fourth one, then they need to re-release one through three so we can play them on this, right? Sure. They've been unplayable to the masses for Mm. over a decade now. Like, or just like port the Wii trilogy or whatever. Yeah. It's it's interesting that we got this full-blown, from the ground up, built standalone remaster of prime one rather mm-hmm. than the trilogy sure it, it makes me wonder what they're going to do with the rest of the trilogy if they're going to mm-hmm. yeah I, I do think that 
the Prime Remaster and Prime 4 are not unrelated. You sure? You think Prime 4 is going to be a uh, going to be good? <laughs> I do. I I really I Dread was so good for me. It was so much fun. It doesn't have the ambiance, the the atmospheric euphoria that like Prime gives me, but it's in 2D. Um, I do feel like it was typically a little more action-oriented than Prime is intended to be. Between this remaster of Prime and how pretty and mm, atmospheric it is, I guess, is for lack of just a better term, um, and like the fun and action of Dread, I think they can come up with something really good for 4, um, really, and the modern expectations of a first-person shooter game. You know, I, those three together... I sure hope they can synthesize that well into something beautiful. I don't want to burst your bubble or nothing, but you know that uh, Metroid Prime and Metroid Dread were developed by different teams. Yeah? Different, now that you different, say that, different developers? Completely. I had not had that conscious thought, but I do think I like know that. But I'm not going to keep this in, but the consultation <laughs> is there, okay? Like, you know what I mean? Like, they, <sighs> you, There are Metroid experts at Nintendo who set the precedent and said, all right, it needs to feel this way or need to... Well, so what happened with Metroid Prime 4? So they announced it in 2017. Yeah. like scrapped it. And then they... they, Nintendo's never, ever done this. It takes guts. It takes... Something happened. Mm -hmm. Something was crazy for them to like announce the game with their whole chest. Mm -hmm. And then three years later in a different Nintendo Direct, they said, whatever his name is, um, the guy who does the directs, or or the Metroid director guy, I forget mm-hmm. both of their names, um, but one of them came just like was just showed face on the on the direct and was like, "Hey, we're we're scrapping Metroid Prime Four. <laughs> We've been de- developing it for years, but we're scrapping development and starting over fresh completely." Yeah. Retro Studios, the developer for the Prime series, was not like it. Just like their work wasn't up to standard or something or mm-hmm. like they didn't somebody didn't you're right the vision wasn't complete the metroid um the metroid advisory board did not approve of their <laughs> uh work thus far and so yeah. they scrapped it completely and started over sure and that was th- three years ago or so now mm-hmm. so where are they where what are the, what does it look like what did it look like yeah what could it have possibly looked like I don't know. What I'm worried about is that none of the old guard from Retro Studios is there anymore. Interesting. Retro is obviously an extremely competent studio still. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very well vetted. Like they, they made all the Donkey Kong Returns games. Mm-hmm. Donkey Kong Country Returns and Tropical Freeze. They, they, they know how to make good games. And like they're, they're, Metroid Prime 4 is in good hands. But none of the people that worked on the original trilogy are working on four. Maybe not none, but like I've listened to interviews with some of like the lead, the project leads, the uh-huh. lead designers from Prime and Prime Two, talk about Prime Four coming up, mm-hmm. and they're like they're not they're not at Retro anymore. Yeah, I don't know. There's there's it could just be anything. Do we do you think Metroid Prime Four is gonna innovate? Do you think it's going to iterate? Do you think it's gonna be different? Or too similar? I think it's going to be... What's the point of even speculating? Because we know (laughs) so grossly little. That's why I feel stupid and, like, what... Anything I have to say is purely, like, my... I do not understand game development. (laughs) I do not understand what um, 
I, I know a good game when I play one, but not, mm. you know, I've never designed a game. But, like, I, I do imagine it a tad more open world. I mean, to the point where there are, like, open fields that maybe you need to traverse. Like, you know, maybe there's some starship play. Ooh. You know, I I think they're going to have to broaden the horizon a little bit for it to even feel, for it to feel more than, like, what Dread brought to us and for it to feel comparable to modern gaming. You know, um, mm. everybody's chasing that, that Elden Ring tale, you know what I mean? And... And I can see some of like that Elden Ring magic working in a Metroid world, you know, just the scale. Um, and and absolutely, there's gonna need to be some subterranean, cavernous platforming, you know, uh, gameplay and scrapping the Metroidvania feel that Prime, you know, so perfectly brought into three three D would would be tragic. You know what I mean? I would not be happy with that. But I do foresee just a larger scale production. That feels like the obvious evolution. Mm-hmm. I think it feels. I I'm not. I am like ninety percent convinced that it's the natural evolution. Mm-hmm. There's part of me, especially after revisiting Metroid Prime, that feels like that's like a betrayal of the Metroid of what makes Metroid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you know, it's so f- hard for me not to Haloify. Yeah, uh, Metroid. Like, they are so similar in concept, uh, you know, just uh, pure storyline, you know, similar settings, hard sci-fi. I wanted to to do the, I wanted to to break its own doors wide open and like, and expand itself too, Mm -hmm. just so it's something fresh and different. Mm -hmm. I want more of the, I don't know, I'm, I'm really conflicted because a lot of people didn't like Metroid Dread so much because it didn't. It didn't innovate quite that much. You're right. Like to to a lot of people, it, it felt like it wasn't even like the best Metroidvania sure? of like that year, even. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Fair um, enough. In a in a post like Hollow Knight world or whatever, mm-hmm. or, or Axiom Verge, you know, other games that other <laughs> other games that are playing this that are playing this game, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. of making a Metroidvania and and kind of beating Nintendo at their own game in some ways. So it has to be more than just like another Metroid Prime, I feel like. Yeah. To to really like feel like it justifies its place in the gaming landscape these days. It has to innovate in a way that is similar to Metroid Prime 1. I think if Metroid wants to survive as a franchise, mm. it needs to as well. Like, I don't think they could release Metroid Prime 3 again. I know it didn't get rave reviews when it even first came out, mm. but like... You know, the 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 3D Metroid formula has been played out for three games. And, yeah. like, you know, it, it they've... If but it, it wants to be a it feels household di- name going into the future, you know, there's got to be something fresh to it. I do think that the 3D... Otherwise, go back to 3D. That's... There's my... Or, I'm sorry. Otherwise, go back to 2D. And I think that's my final bit. Well, yeah. I know what you mean. I do think, again, having replayed Prime 1 it, now... I do think 3D Metroid feels more distinct than 2D Metroid. Sure. I think 2D Metroid has been surpassed mm-hmm. um, by indie devs. Oh, and yeah. like people, people get what makes Metroid work, uh-huh. and they've taken that and made it and innovative, like mm-hmm. promptly and well. Mm-hmm. Um, 3D Metroid is different. I think that's the thing that feels 
the freshest about this game. It feels a little dated in a way, but it feels like something that developers don't really do anymore is just making like a gamey game game. Yeah. That's like a cool sci-fi world, but like every room, every hallway is has like a game purpose. Sure. You know, it's game it's it's refined. It's tight. Mm-hmm. There aren't huge expansive landscapes. Yeah. You know, that just like fill the space. Like Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. You know? Beautiful game. Cool game. Cool game. <laughs> cool game. Ugh. But you know, expanses for the sake of what? To look pretty and to have a horse to ride around because yeah. Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Metroid doesn't need that. I would be interested to see how it would do that. Mm-hmm. But I'm scared. It feels like the stakes are high. I don't know. Part of me, almost equal part of me, just like wants them to make another good, tight Metroid Prime 4. But that's harder. That's almost har- a harder challenge is to just like do it again. But better. But make, yeah, <laughs> just, but just like keep making it that good. Uh huh. They scribed development. I don't know. Maybe it was there. Maybe. Maybe they, maybe they made it open world. Maybe it wasn't the move. And then they decided, let's just yeah. make a Metroid game. Maybe. I don't know. It's, it's, and we know nothing. We know ab- but, and yet we know, so, like, one of the most telling things that we could ever know about a game's development is mm-hmm. that it was scrapped from the ground up, like, yeah. well, years into development. Mm-hmm. Like, Nintendo Something just, went like, wrong. I mean,. <sighs> I get. I or don't, just didn't feel right, you know? Right. Like something did not feel right. No. We, it's not, we don't know that there was an inciting incident or something. Yeah, that's not what like I meant. Something but... about, the fi- about like the way the product was nearing its completion was just disapproved of, mm-hmm. which is, is just unheard of. Yeah. I mean, it happens a lot in game development, you know? Even at Nintendo, you know, like mm-hmm. a lot of games start as like tech demos or pet projects by employees, you know, historically, yeah. famously. But, yeah, something high profile like the return of a legacy fan salivated over Mm -hmm. series. I don't know. Stakes are high. Yeah. Metroid Prime remastered. What do we think? I give it two thumbs up. I'm having fun. Yeah. uh, Give it a shot. Yeah. It's 40 bucks. Which is pretty pretty goddamn cool. They could have charged 60. Like, it's very, it would have been very Nintendo to charge 60 for. And I think people still would have eaten, eaten at the, chomped at the bit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and well-deserved. Un, undoubtedly. Like, I mean, I know we both probably would have paid 60 for <laughs> this to totally. play it on our Switch really pretty. And, uh, but we didn't have to. I feel like per capita, I've generally been a little more negative towards it than positive. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't know, man. It's just, it's a, it is like it's a wonderful experience, an immaculately constructed game. It's, it's not its fault. It's not its fault that it feels dated in some ways, yeah. and it's not the remaster's fault for like not rectifying it and making it fit one to one with how I think a game should play mm-hmm. with my 2023 perspective. Sure. You know, yeah, it's totally. still like. Uh, a, uh, a pristinely rock solid geode uh, <laughs> gemstone of a game, and it very much deserves your time. It's a, it's a video gamey video game, but with so much flavor to it. Mm-hmm. If you want it, they, in that you know that Dark Soulsy Elden Ringy lore way, like mm-hmm. if you want a cool world, it's there. If you want to just like blow through a cool action game, that's also there. Yeah, I don't know, man. Metroid Prime remastered. Remastered, master it up. Uh, I guess that's our that's our show for uh, this episode. Doing it. That's our Nintendo for the 
Our Nintendo. I did say gemstone. That's not even. I no, wasn't. I even, knew it. Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, Metroid Prime, True Blue Nintendo Gem. Thank you for listening. As always, remember to follow us on Instagram at Nintendems underscore podcast. What else we got for them? That's it. We'll be back soon with some some old Pokemon episodes. Yeah, very soon, very soon. No more, no more breaks. I can't promise that. There might be more breaks. We we like our breaks. We'll respect our time. And with all that being said, uh, my name is Connor. And I am Brayden. And we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to Nintendo Gems. We will talk at you next time. Bye. You'll listen to us next time. Love you.